How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Board and Browsing Podcast. My name is Danny. I'll be your host today. And as always, I'm joined by Samson and Sean. Hello. Well, howdy. Oh, my goodness. Hello, boys. So, as you know, by looking outside your windows, it's hot and sunny out. Right? Yeah. <laughs> is it currently I, oh, right now? I, I thought you were asking the viewers or the no. listeners. And I was like, no, Danny, I'm asking they, you two. It is hot respond. and sunny out right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We got a real so, steamer. Oh, yeah. So uh, we thought it'd be a fun idea that with summer coming around, we would give our summer movie recommendations. So what that means is it's either movies that we personally associate with memories from summer. Uh, It could be movies about summer. It could be movies that have something to do with like a summer element. So maybe like an amusement park or a theme park, something like that. Um, Basically, we wanted to put together our top five list of summer recommendation movies, as well as a few honorable mentions, because there are so many out there. There's no way you can just limit it to five Um, and basically just use this format for a shorter episode to give you some quick recommendations without having to sit through like like news and other forms of uh, content that we usually put out in our episodes. Uh, This does mean that we are going to be doing our normal episodes every other week. And hopefully we'll be doing more episodes like this. So, yeah. What, what, what do you guys associate with summer? Like, what are some fond summer memories you have? Mm, for me, summer means, it means corn on the cob. You know, summer, uh, I'm trying to think. A, a lot of, uh, going to Vermont. I would always go to Vermont for the summers in my youth. That's because uh, my grandparents lived there, and my parents just wanted us out of the house. <laughs> so they were like, go live with your grandparents for a while. Yeah. What about you, Samson? Um, I would always sacrifice one virgin to my favorite pagan god. Ooh. Mm, Which yeah. one? Um, <laughs> you wouldn't know. It's pretty niche. Sean. Oh, you're, you're right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm kind of a fake fan of the pagan gods. <laughs> um, I'm not even going to try to deny it. But um, I associate summer with, like, I, I grew up, like, starting when I was five, uh, I started going to the same camp, and uh, uh, once I turned 16, I worked there for three years, so I kind of associate um, all of my summers with summer camp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Because in Vermont, I would always go to the same day camp. Yeah, I'm in the same boat here. I used to go to a Jewish day camp and then a Jewish sleepaway camp, and then um, a few summers ago, I actually taught at a day camp just because mm. they tipped, so I wanted <laughs> the extra money. Hey, there you go. You know, I've never actually been to a sleepaway camp before. Really? Yeah, I've done, like, sleepaway trips of a regular camp, of, like, a day camp, but I've never never gone to an extended uh, sleepaway camp. It's it's a lot of fun, but it's also just a lot in general for a kid. Like, I used to spend the entire summer, like, eight weeks at a camp, and it's really fun for, I'd say, like, six and a half of them, and then the other <laughs> week and a half, you're just, like, kind of sick of the people around you, and it's really tough to just always be at camp. Um, mm, camp game never stop, as they yeah, say. Yeah, and after you go to the same camp for a few years, like, you've done all the activities, and there's nothing really new. Mm. So you spend a lot of time just, like, skipping activities. <clears throat> so I spent a lot of summers just kind of, like, hiding under the bunk with a bunch of friends because we didn't want to go, or, like, finding <laughs> little paths in the woods instead of going to our activities because, like, 
Why not? It's summer. Summoning a dark god in the showers, you know? Like, it's it's just these classic summer activities. And oh, I get into it. I get yeah. into some of those in my list. That's all I'm going to say for <laughs> Speaking now. Speaking of lists, um, should we get started? Sure. I think so. What I was yeah. wondering, do we want to do honorable mentions first, or do we want to do honorable mentions between two and one, which I know is how some lists do it. Um, I think honorable mentions would probably want to be last, because mine weren't on the top five, but they were probably around, oh, like, gotcha, the five gotcha. to ten. Yeah, we'll do them last. Yeah. So why don't we do it, like, everyone goes through their own honorable recommendations, like, all at once. Um, so who wants to go first for that? I'll go first, because I only really have one on the list. Okay. Uh, my honorable mention, <clears throat> and I would like to preface this with, I, all of mine are horror movies, horror <laughs> thrillers. Uh, and I also gave them all a triple S rating, which is the Sean Spook score. Uh, and so uh, my honorable mention is Tremors, uh, the classic 1990 ground worm monster movie starring Kevin Bacon, an excellent, uh, an excellent performance by Kevin Bacon. And I gave that a four on the Sean Spook scale, you know, just, uh, be with a bunch of people in the desert being hunted by worms. There you go. It's fun. <laughs> sure. It's out of 10, by the way, on the spook score. That's not a spooky movie. Was that the only one you had, or... Oh, yeah, yeah, I only had one oh, okay. honorable mention for this. All right, Samson, what about you? Um, so, my, my, my list is still a little bit liquid, but um, <laughs> uh, I, I'd say my honorable mentions I had were um, Midsummer. Um, it technically takes place in summer, I loved it, but I don't think it cracked my top five. Yeah. Um, same with Friday the 13th. Uh, great classic camp movie. Didn't crack my top five, but it's it's classic. And um, I've always associated Swiss Army Man with summer. Um, I, I <laughs> hell yeah. I decided not to put that on because it's technically not a summer movie, um, and I don't think I associate it strongly with summer enough for that to 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 count. Also, that would definitely be my number one because it's my favorite movie. <laughs> so I just decided to take it out of the equation. That's fair. Okay, so for me, I have a couple honorable mentions. Uh, number one is Jaws, of course. Mm. Like, that is a, cle- like, it's a classic summer movie. Um, I also have Independence Day, because mm. that technically takes place in the summer. And I think it's a phenomenal movie, but I didn't think it was summer enough. Um, I also have Do the Right Thing, uh, the Spike mm. Lee film, because I think that one is just an incredible movie. I highly recommend checking it out. I have to watch it for a film class, and... It's got a lot of powerful messages, so I didn't think it was, like, in my personal top five, but it's definitely up there as a great summer movie. Um, Of course, Adventureland, I think that's just a fun summer movie in general. Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Um, High School Musical 2 had to make my honorable (laughs) mentions because that is, of course, a summer movie. Um, And then the last two are 500 Days of Summer, just because summer's in the name of it, so I thought that was funny. (laughs) Um, And then Kings of Summer, which is a really great coming-of-age film where two boys alongside Moises Arias um, decide that they're going to leave their parents, who happen to be Nick Offerman and uh, his wife. And they're just like, yeah, we're going to go live in the woods and make our own house and, like, build our own stuff and become independent because we don't like living with our parents. Ah, like the classic book, My Side of the Mountain. Yeah. So th- those are my honorable mentions. Oh, wait, um, real quick. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. I-, I want to mention that all honorable mentions also any horror camp movie. I did not put any <laughs> camp horror on here because there's simply too many. 
because there, there's so many Sleepaway Camp horror movies. I'm putting oh, them yeah. all in honorable mentions because I wanted to make it more of a, a little more of a dynamic list rather than just having a bunch of, uh, uh, like Sleepaway Camp horror. That's yeah. that was my caveat. I forgot to mention. No, that makes sense. So why don't we get started with our number five? Sean, take it away. Uh, my number five is actually one that Samson mentioned. Number five for me is Midsummer, 2019, directed by Ari Aster. I think it is just a trippy, cool movie, and it's very much summer because it's midsummer. It's like 24-hour summers. How do you get more summer than 24-hour summers? Uh, and I think it is wonderfully acted by Florence Pugh, which I think is how you pronounce her last name. And Jack Reiner is the most hateable face I've ever seen. <laughs> My God, he is, he is the worst person ever. And I gave that a 7 on the Sean Spook score because cults are scary. Cults yeah. are spooky. But it's also so trippy that I think that takes a little bit away from the horror for me. Yeah. Mm. Can, can I um, add something to that? Uh, so I was actually thinking of that movie last night. I started watching the original Wicker Man, not the shitty one where Nicolas Cage is in a bear costume the punching bees. women in the face. Yeah. But I started watching the original one. And uh, you, can add, you can see how much of an influence that movie had on Midsummer. Uh, That's cool. It, so if you like that, if you like Midsummer, I highly recommend checking out um, uh, Wicker Man. Definitely lacks the summer vibes, but uh, yeah, same kind of pagany, uh, <laughs> spooky stuff. So I haven't seen Midsummer. How, like, what what would you say the base description of it is for people who want to check it out but don't really know it? Uh, it is so. Uh, there's a group of grad student friends, and one of them is from some, I forget where, but some, like, northern European place, somewhere like Sweden or something like that. And he invites everybody to come to his, like, small community family, uh, like, celebration of midsummer. And it just ends up being really culty and freaky and can't say much more than that without really spoiling it, honestly. Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds good. Somewhere. I've heard good things about it, so I'm definitely going to check it out at some point. Yeah. Uh, Samson, why don't you take us away with your number five? All right. So my number five, and it's only number, it's only so far back because it's not technically a summer movie, is uh, Prisoner <laughs> of Azkaban. Um, because I read that book during the summer um, because the movie came out in the middle of the summer. Yeah, and yeah, uh, so I remember cool. hiding out at camp trying to hide away from people to read um, <laughs> that book alone in the playground. Um, this would definitely be much higher on my list. I like this is a really important movie to my like uh, <laughs> development and like appreciation of good storytelling. Um, yeah, but just because you know it doesn't take place in summer, it's a little bit lower. Um, it's I don't know. I feel like it hits that perfect stride in Harry Potter, where like the mystery is so good and the dramatic moments are so incredible. Uh, you know. I'm Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, but, but honestly, to me, Harry Potter movies, you can kind of fit them into, like, any theme, like, yeah. season-wise, because they kind of all end up spanning a year. So they're like, yeah. oh, here's a little bit of summer, here's a little bit of Christmas, here's, like, a little bit of, like, some spooky Halloween, oh, oh, here you go. So it's really easy, you can just sort of slot it in there with whatever you need. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but I, I highly recommend that book and movie. Um, mm -hmm. Uh, give it a rewatch. I'm sure most people have seen Prisoner of Azkaban already, but uh, yeah, it's such a good movie. I actually, I agree with you because I associate Harry Potter with summer because I read a lot of them during the summer. Yeah. Like when you're at camp, you need something to do at night and having books is the best way to spend that. So I read like 
all the Harry Potter books one summer, and then the seventh one came out, and I remember mm. it was the day that I went to camp, and oh. I brought it with me on the bus and read it for like three hours straight on the bus, and then almost finished it that night, but we had activities, and I was just like, uh. oh. <laughs> um, See, I, I always yeah. associate Harry Potter with uh, with Christmas, because there's one of the one of the stations does like yeah. all the Harry Potter I think it's Freeform ABC, Yeah, ABC Family, now known as Freeform. Yeah. Freeform, okay, well... <laughs> Anyway, Danny, what's your number five? So my number five is a very classic summer movie that actually got turned into two different TV shows, which aren't good. And that is Wet Hot American Summer, the 2001 (laughs) classic by David Wayne. This movie has so many like celebrity actors that were just kind of starting to come up during that. Uh, It's got Amy Poehler. It's got, um, oh, my God, I always blank on his name. But the dude who played Rocket Raccoon and um, yeah, Bradley oh Cooper. Bradley Cooper, yeah. yes. I uh, have Bradley Cooper. It's got like it's got this lovable cast and it's just this great like camp story. It, it's so much fun to watch because it takes place from the counselor's perspective and the director perspective and the camper's perspective. If you've ever been to a summer camp, this is the movie that you should watch just because it feels so relatable and like reminiscent of a time that was simpler and maybe just hmm. like more lively where you can really run around and not worry about like bills and stuff like that so i i always think about wet hot american summer when i think about summer movies and it's just it's a fun one for me yeah sean why don't you take us away with your number four all right so for number four i have it 2017 in other words it chapter one uh just a classic like summer adventure tale but mixed in with a demon eldritch monster space clown (laughs) Uh, because, you know, I, I really, I enjoy it because it, it kind of, I enjoy the first one more than the second because it just has that sort of, like, really nostalgic, like, everybody's around for the summer and we're all hanging out and we're, like, getting up to zany adventures. But in this case, the zany adventures are, you know, being tormented again by a demon clown. Um, and I think it has some of the best, like, child acting of any movie really just it's solid performances from all the kids yeah uh and then i gave it an eight on the spook scale because and by the way the spook scale is always based on a first watch experience because horror movies lose a lot on second watches uh, i well they don't lose a lot but the spook loses a lot on second watches so because i think that movie's got some some pretty good jumps and spooky moments in there if you're not expecting it so if you're ready for a little bit of it i think it's in maine so New yeah, England, Northern, yep. Dairy, Maine. Uh, oh yeah, Dairy, Maine. That's right, from Samson's Town. Uh, <clears throat> Samson uh, actually was some... one of the children in it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah wow. Which one? Which were one? You? Yeah. Um, I played all three. Yep. <laughs> you. <laughs> I was oh three yeah, children. three. You were three of the children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a oh reverse Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen thing where they two people <laughs> played the same person. I'm one person that played three people. Wow. You're like the guy from Split. Holy shit. <laughs> I was going to say he's like uh, the Eddie Murphy character from that movie where he played like his large wife and him. <laughs> the, oh, Norbit? Norbit, I thought yeah. you were going to talk about the better one where he does that uh, nutty professor. Both of them are what up about, there something. What about the classic Jack and Jill, where where <laughs> Adam Sandler also plays his sister? And oh, somehow yeah. tries to be seduced by uh, Al Pacino. Yeah, yes. Al Pacino really wants it. Yes! Can we, can we talk about oh, the fact that, God. like, as Al Pacino got older, he just got louder in all of his roles? 
I think you're correct. Like, he started out like Godfather, it's more quiet, and then Scarface is like, you hear him a lot more, and then he just starts shouting and like everything after Scarface. <sighs> and, and that's how you get down the road to trying to make love to Adam Sandler. Wearing... <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I would agree with you about it. I think it is a phenomenal movie. I'm not a huge <laughs> horror fan, as, as I've said before, and I love this movie. Um, it's got a lot of humor, which helps. Yeah, it definitely has a lot of humor. Uh, I think Finn Wolfhart is fantastic. Like, all the kids do incredible, but Finn Wolfhart mm-hmm. in particular, I, I love him as an actor. So I was I was honestly tempted, if we weren't doing, like, mostly movies, to put uh, Stranger Things Season 3 on there. Oh wow! But I yeah. think I think it's better to do just movies because those are <laughs> able to capture summer in a different way than a show can. For show, Samson, what, what do you, you got, got, Samson? So my number four is also it. Oh wow! <laughs> really <laughs> interesting. Uh, I meant it more in the sense that like, um, I don't know. I think the the new movie is really solid. I think the older movie is really solid. Um, but if you can, I would definitely recommend the book. Um, I know that it's like some absurd page count, but like it's huge. It's you can, you can find an audiobook, and they've had some really great actors. Uh, there's multiple versions of the audiobook, um, and it's pretty easy to find it. Um, I feel like uh, I've watched the movies, and I don't think anything has uh, really nailed that tone of just like you know, like uh, like fifth grade summer like mm. um the book does the Stephen King really describes nostalgia in a really incredible way typically um, and orgies apparently yeah yes yeah um <laughs> w- when I got to that part of the book I like I was like are they gonna go there because I didn't <laughs> know that that was a thing I was like are they gonna do that and then like I, I got mad at myself I was like you're disgusting why would you think and then like while I'm trying to reprimand myself mentally for <laughs> for assuming that <laughs> it goes there. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. But, and um, that's why I recommend the movie over the <laughs> <laughs> But um, d- nothing has gotten the... Like, I have not seen a, a film version of it that has gotten the pacing or tone uh, as... Uh, nailed it as well as the book. And, yeah. um, mm. you know, that... The, <laughs> Warning that there there is the child orgy, which is really gross. It is gross. <laughs> it's really disgusting. But um, there are some things you don't get in the movies that like some of the side stories are like really really terrifying too. And yeah, no, like without going into one, there's like a side character who like there's a whole thing with like him wanting to kill his baby brother, and it's like. Uh, it's like one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen Stephen King come up with, and um, I don't know. I highly recommend the book if you ever if you get the chance. Um, it's mm. a good it's a good dark summer read, and mm. I've I usually I've read it or I've listened to the audio book, uh, you know, two consecutive summers. It's 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 a go to for me. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, all right. Question: Do you think Kurt like Tim Curry was better as it or Skarsgård was better as it? They're just both very different. I would be really interested to see what Tim Curry could have done with better special effects and visuals. Hmm. Yeah. Because um, I think part of the reason Skarsgård's so scary is because, um, you know, he has all those effects. Also, I think something Skarsgård doesn't nail as well as um, Tim Curry is... Skarsgård is, like, 
really creepy the entire time. He doesn't do it like I, I feel like he's very one toned with it, whereas um, which is really scary. But Tim Curry does a really good job of like highlighting like the playful aspect of it and luring the children in and then revealing that like how scary he is. Uh, whereas Skarsgård is just creepy as shit the entire time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what right. do you mean, Samson? <laughs> Come, do you hear the circus, Samson? Pop, pop. Oh, <laughs> like, it's spitting and drooling the entire time. <laughs> also, that whole dancing scene with Bev. Mm. Yeah. That, I, I don't know where that came from, but oh my god, is that amazing. Yeah. Also, one thing about the like one thing I want to say about the book too that they don't include in any of the movies is uh there's a giant turtle outside of time and space and he's God and he's not in any of the movies and the way they kill it is always different they've never killed it in a way that's true to the books Mm. her book well isn't the doesn't the turtle like appear in other Stephen King novels as well I think so I think you know we actually talked about it we probably talked about this before like. Three months ago, because we talked about it, chapter two yeah. in like episode yeah. two or something like that. All of a sudden, I was like, "Wait a minute! Why is talking about a giant turtle in like the Stephen King multiverse feel familiar?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I guess then, uh, Danny, what do you have for number four? So if it's also it, I will be shocked. <laughs> it's not it. Um, I actually have the movie "Say Anything," the uh, 1989 classic by Cameron mm. Crowe. Um, so this is where have you ever seen like someone standing outside the window with a boombox playing music? Yeah, that's the movie this mm-hmm. came from. So it's John Cusack um, falls in love with the school valedictorian, and they sort of have a summer romance going on before she goes away to college. And it's a fantastic movie. I love every part of it. Um, that whole boombox moment, like, it's so iconic that it's traveled over into mainstream, like, multiple times without even referencing the movie. Um, but it is, it is a classic summer romance tale before they go away to college. And I'm a big fan of those. I'm a big fan of those, like, coming at age type stories, especially, like, right before they're about to hit a major change in their life. So it's, like, going into middle school, going into high school, going into college, like, exiting college. I'm a, I'm a big fan of those summer films and i think say anything just hits all the beats super well it still holds up after a number of years so i definitely recommend it a lot yeah it i watched it in my high school film and genre class senior year and at the time i was definitely more of like like, whatever i'm edgy sean (laughs) so i was like a rom-com like that's stupid i'm not a girl like i'm not gonna friggin watch a rom-com uh, but then I ended up liking it because who who would have thought? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I think John Cusack has some pretty good movies, and this is definitely up there as one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Sean, what do you got for number three? For number three, I have Jordan Peele's Us. Ooh. Now it was a close. I I was con- debating between putting it and uh, Get Out, but then I was like, you know what? Us has way more of a of a summer theme. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. you know what? Uh, well, actually, I'd forgotten about Us for a minute, and I was like, oh, get out. And then I was like, wait a minute. There's a much more summery movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, man, it's, it's – Us is really good. <laughs> I, that's I, – I, I just it's, – it's, it's, it's freaky, but it has that nice Jordan Peele touch of there's, like, comedy in there as well. And it's, it's still, like, it's freaky and suspenseful. 
but it never is like so much so that there's there's not any like happiness yeah. in it. Which yeah. sometimes if a horror movie goes like too dark, it's just painful to watch. You're just like, oh my god, like everyone's dying and everyone's scared, and I'm just unhappy. But but us has some great. I also I love Lupita uh, Nyong'o. Mm, She's yeah. just great. She does yeah, she's younger, such a movie. fantastic actor, and Winston Duke as the uh, husband slash father, he's just he's hilarious and he's great in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, now that you say us, it makes me think of uh, Cabin in the Woods and how I wish I had put that Ooh. down because that's a yeah. great comedy horror movie too. Yeah, it's oh, it's it's it's. I, I remember not knowing what it was going to be and then being shocked. Yeah, yeah. Oh, speaking of shocked, uh, us gets an eight point five on the spook scale. Okay, pretty spooky. Nice. So do yeah, you I, do you have oh, anything sorry. that goes up to ten on the spook scale? I have a nine on the spook scale okay. for this list. All right, Samson, you were saying? Oh, I was gonna say like, like strictly like in terms of like uh, horror conventions, I think uh, uh, Us is a much more like scary movie. Like it's just much more slashery. Where um, yeah. uh, Get Out is so much more psychological. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think uh, Get Out has the more, like, poignant message, too, where I feel like Us is just, like, a lot more just, like, brutal and just, like, insane. Yeah. Um, they're oh they're just so different, and I think it's really cool that, like, I, I feel like Jordan Peele's just such a good um, horror writer that, like, he can write in basically two different genres of, like, subgenres of the overarching genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Samson, what do you have for number three? All right, Danny. Well, uh, I have one that was just an honorable mention for you. Um, uh, I can't believe you didn't put High School Musical 2 as your number three movie. (laughs) (laughs) This movie slaps. um, uh, I rewatched it a couple months ago, and uh, it's so much worse than I remember (laughs) it. it's, It's truly like... The story is ludicrous and like none of it makes sense, which makes it fantastic. Especially if you watch like High School Musical one going straight into it, like like learning, like having that backstory like highlights the absurdity of this and like how low the stakes are. Um, <laughs> yet like they react to it as if it's like really profound. Um, like every single conflict. Um, uh, but the music's really, really catchy. Like, um, it, the songs got stuck in my head so bad when I rewatched it that I had to go into a private session in Spotify and just put the album on repeat for like a day or two. To, Why'd like, you have to put it in private, head. Samson? I'm not hmm? trying to broadcast that. I'm listening to Bet On It on repeat. <laughs> bet on it, bet on it, bet on it. Yeah, bet High School it. Musical 2, I personally think is the best of the three. Yeah. And that's still not saying much. <gasps> you take Dang. that back. I just like I remember um being really into high school musical one. I, I know I've said this before, but like uh going into the sixth grade and then the second movie came out and I watched it like it came out in like July and I watched it and I was like, This is so dumb. And then I, that week I rewatched it and then I rewatched it again and again and again and again. <laughs> and This is still so dumb, but I'm gonna watch it one more time. And then I got the soundtrack for my birthday. And <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just like it's just such a it's just such a summary movie too. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, and I think that's also like why it's so high up there. It it really symbolizes summer to me. Yeah, um, yeah. Even if nice. High School Musical is not your thing, if you just like camp and just 
bad, good bad movies, it's, it's definitely <laughs> worth checking out. Oh my god, did you ever see Camp Rock? Yes, I, I thought about putting it up there, but it wasn't as iconic yeah, to, I agree. To, to me. I think if there's one like Disney film of that era you're going to see, it's got to be High School Musical 2. Yeah, yeah, but Camp Rock's mm-hmm. pretty fun. Yeah. So for my number three, uh, taking an entirely different tone from Samson's movie, I have Hot Summer Nights, the Timothy Chalamet <laughs> film from 2017. Um, his father dies, he gets sent to live with his aunt, and he becomes oh. a drug dealer. That's not what I was expecting Hot Summer Nights starring Timothy Chalamet to be about. It's, I'm going to be real. It's an excellent movie. He plays a character that's just like, he, he bounces between being an outcast and kind of being a loner to being the head of a drug operation because of his <laughs> intelligence. And like, he, he meets this girl who happens to be like the girlfriend of the person he's selling drugs with. And like, they hit it off. So it's got like, Uh-oh. yeah, it's got like summer romance. <laughs> the cops are involved. Like drug dealers are involved. It's, it's a nuts movie. Like it's really, really fun. And it's, it's got that like cliche summer beat to it every once in a while. Like all the people mm. coming together to a summer type home and interacting with each other. So I think it's super fun. Uh, Timothy Chalamet is a great actor, and he does a great job in that. So that's why it's number three for me. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. I honestly I don't think I even heard of it. Yeah. All right. So for number two, we have a movie that you might think, Sean, that doesn't take place in summer because in space there's no concept of summer <laughs> because that's not how that works. But I'll tell you that in my number two spot is Alien. Dun, dun, dun. Nice. And I count it as a summer movie because everyone is sweating for the entire movie, pretty much. <laughs> after like the first, after like the first ten minutes, they're all drenched in sweat. We're talking, we're talking hot person in a hot alien in a hot vent with a flamethrower. You don't get warmer than that. And oh my god, I think the first time. Watching Alien with no knowledge of it is just horrifying. It's it's an it's a nine on my spook scale mm. because, mm. like it's it's been obviously the chestburster has been ruined for so many people, and I honestly don't know. Like you would have to show it to a child for that to not be spoiled because it's just referenced in so much media. Like The Simpsons, I think, has done it like honestly three or four times. Yeah, um, but. Just, oh, it's so wonderfully suspenseful. And Sigourney Weaver, such a badass. Oh, my yeah. God. You know what's the crazy thing about those movies that came out? Like, Because what, what year did that come out? Uh, 1979. Yeah, so like the late 70s, like early 80s. So Jaws as well. I think the mm-hmm. villains in that are only on screen for like four minutes of the whole movie. Yeah. Like you mm-hmm. barely see the alien. You barely see the shark. Yet the amount of fear and terror they bring from not being on screen and just watching the actors react to it is incredible. Yeah, it's and oh, I I love the the very first the the well, I guess it's the when they discover that the aliens have acid blood and it's just like dripping through the ship and they're like, yeah, we're gonna fucking die. There is acid in this ship, and that's something they they lose a bit in the later ones. Where it's so focused on just, like, the conceptual horror of, like, there is an alien. Yeah. Like, what the fuck do you mean there's an alien? Mm-hmm. There's, like, it's, oh, my God, we don't know what it does except kill us. <laughs> like, we got to figure this out. Game over, man. Game over. Um, Samson, what do you got for your number two? Okay, so this is one you've also already put on your list, Eddie, but um, Wet Hot American Summer is my number two. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so, like... 
we we're in agreement on that. At least that wasn't an honorable mention, Danny. I'm still mm-hmm. so indignant that you put High School Musical number two. It's good, <laughs> but I I like the movies on my list a bit more. Uh, I I'm totally messing with you. That is probably much more reasonable than me having it as number three on my list. Um, oh, live your truth, man. Live your truth. But um, yeah, my number two is Wet Hot American Summer. Um. Danny, you spoke a decent amount about this, so I'll, I'll talk like more about like I, I what I really love about this movie is the atmosphere and the vibe. Um, this for a while was like my my uh, my sad happy movie. You know, like <laughs> I, I feel like everyone has a movie they watch when they're really down, and it kind of boosts their mood. And this was always that movie for me. Um, I just feel like the tone is so perfect. Um, it's the the humor is so dumb and like <laughs> it's it's pretty funny but like it's also some of the dumbest stuff i've ever seen but like it it simultaneously just like really nails that um that that tone of just like summer and summer camp and it like makes you feel that like and i feel like it kind of internalizes that good mood of like you know being at summer camp and like even if you've never been I, i've never been to a sleepaway camp but like even just having been to any camp at all, it just kind of resonated with me. And um, just anybody that's looking for just, like, something to make you feel good and just, like, you know, give you some of that, like, happy energy, I, I think that's yeah. a great, great movie for that. No, I know exactly what you're talking about when it's, like, that happy, sad movie. You're like, oh, I'm bummed out, but I still want to feel mm-hmm. something. For me, that's Lincoln. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Do explain. Nothing, nothing. Uh, you know, Abraham Lincoln is just such a sympathetic character. And don't ask me to explain beyond that because I didn't actually see it, and this is just for a bit. All right. <laughs> now, I, like again to restate, if you've ever wanted to understand how it feels to go to a camp, Abraham Lincoln. If oh. you've ever un- wanted to understand how it feels to be Abraham Lincoln, watch Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Also, I've never seen uh, it's Wet Hot American yeah. Summer. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I forgot to mention that last time. I just haven't seen it. I've got to get around to it one of these days. It, yeah. I'd say, like, um, check out the TV shows if you really want to. They're not necessary, yeah. mm. but... I, I watched all of the first series, the um, first day of camp, uh, and that one I thought was pretty solid. Um, I never finished the second series they came out with, which was uh, 10 years later. Yeah. Uh, mm. It was... That one was, like, fine. But um, also, I wanted to say I, I highly recommend... There's Lincoln? A, yes. Uh, <laughs> but um, there's a documentary that came out. It used to be on Netflix um, about Wet Hot American oh, Summer. Yeah. And uh, it's all behind-the-scenes footage. And it's really crazy, like, some of the stories. Like, Bradley Cooper missed his graduation from acting school, like, from, like, a professional, like, acting, performing arts college uh, to film the to film his sex scene for Wet (laughs) Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. Uh, Like, it's crazy, and, like, all of these people were, like, kind of nobodies. And then they ended up, like, becoming huge stars after it, and it's really cool to kind of, like, watch them interact with each other and uh, talk about, like, (laughs) what what things are like, like, especially, like, Bradley Cooper before he's even uh, known by anybody. No, I totally agree. Um, Also, the crazy thing about them... um, they had like 40 days of shooting 
and it was sunny for only five of them. It rained yeah. for 35 days, and they had to shoot a camp movie outside. Mm-hmm. And they managed to get all the shots they needed by, like, strategically putting things inside and, like, covering certain parts. And mm-hmm. it's incredible because it makes the movie experience better. Huh. So, um, let, let me get into my number two, which is National Lampoon's Vacation from 1983. Um, There is no greater summer feeling than a summer road trip. And I think this movie encapsulates what it's like to be trapped in a car with a family. (laughs) Um, Chevy Chase does a phenomenal performance as National Lampoon in this movie. Um, It's basically he wants to get his family to Wally World, which is all the way on the other side of the country. So they do a road trip. It's like mom, dad, brother, sister, grandma. And they just have to go through all these hijinks and stuff. And it's it's insane. Um, this movie is so out there and hilarious. And for all the crap Chevy Chase has done, like, this is the one that should stand out as his excellent performance. Yeah. Um, it's just great. It's such a good movie. Yeah, I've, I've, I've never seen it, but I've... Oh, have I experienced the road trip? <laughs> oh, my... We, we've driven to Florida a couple times, yeah. and it's not quite across the country, but it still takes 24 hours. Yeah. So, <laughs> what's the longest road trip Sometime. you guys have done? Like, you said Florida. What about you, Samson? I well, drove. It's longer than that. Yeah, I drove from Worcester to uh, uh, Cocoa Beach, Florida um, over the course of a day and a half. Well, how about this, fools? We we started in Connecticut, but then we were like, let's start at Niagara Falls. Oh, no. So we went more north before going back down to Florida and stopped in, like, Mammoth Caves and stuff. So we, we made a trip out of it. That was the longest because it was kind of like an extra oval yeah. on top of the thing. Mm. But how about you, Daniel? Um, well, similar to Samson, I also went from Worcester to Cocoa Beach. Uh, I used to Worcester. do rowing, like, crew for Clark. And for our spring break, yeah. we took a bus down there. So I didn't drive, but we were trapped in a coach bus for that long with like 40 people um which is a lot and then the personal longest i've ever driven i drove from worcester to nashville tennessee and then to memphis tennessee um for our spring break two years ago now and that was really fun but man was it a lot of driving i did like 12 hours a day (laughs) it was it was a lot um big but yeah sean so why don't why don't you take us away with your number one summer movie recommendation (laughs) triple b approved (laughs) uh just thought we needed a little fanfare and triple b actually wrote that for me uh, and wanted me to add it in but so my number one is also one that was actually on danny's honorable mention so i'm also mad at you danny uh it is jaws i have jaws as my number one horror summer movie such a mashup of the two genres it's like just it's i mean the entire plot revolves around the fact that it's summer and that it's the beaches and it's so wonderfully suspenseful and well acted i think it's just such a a fun movie to watch and what an introduction of uh robert shaw's character just going like (laughs) you want to fight a shark i'll try a shark (laughs) it's like uh, okay man like what's i i want to see what this is about um, I only gave it a 6.5 on the spook scale. It honestly could maybe even be a 6, because it's not really that spooky of a movie. A lot of it has, like, some thrilling Spielberg-like inspired, like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> like, oh, we're going on a romp. 
like, here's some rednecks throwing uh, dynamite into the ocean to try and kill a shark. But I, I think it's just such a well-done movie. I'm not going to waste too much time talking about it because most people know that Jaws is a good movie. Yeah. But uh, I, I think it's just... Oh, and the, the other reason I chose it, I almost forgot about this, uh, is because it teaches us an important lesson. Keep the fucking beaches closed. Keep the public spaces closed when you have a reason to. <laughs> because otherwise people die. Let's not be the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> Let's be the sheriff from Jaws. And be responsible. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So <clears throat> I've actually never seen Jaws. Really? I'm really? a screen studies major. Uh, what happened was when I was in the third grade, I went to Universal Studios Park and I Uh-oh. went on the Jaws Uh-oh. ride. I was Uh-oh. never scared of the water. I was never scared of the water. I was never scared of sharks. And then I went on that ride and it broke me. Like, I am so scared of bodies of water now and I'm terrified of sharks. And I'm so, I'm so scared of water. Samson, um, you need to watch Jaws. You need to watch The Meg. Um, honestly, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> the Meg was terrible. Oh, my God. But I, I think I was, I was telling Hannah the other day, like, I think I'm going to watch Jaws this summer because the beach, like, I'm not going to be able to go to the beach. So, like, I may as well t- take this opportunity to watch Jaws when uh, I have a lot of time to heal. Um, <laughs> yeah. For, from the wound that it's going to rip open. It's a great movie. All of all that was Steven Spielberg, right? Yeah, all of his yeah. early films are fantastic. Like he he just lands them phenomenally. And then there was the absolute smash hit classic Super Eight. <laughs> it had potential. It just didn't really go. <laughs> it didn't do anything. Yeah. I, I don't. I barely remember that movie. But anyway, Samson. Triple B approved. <laughs> what is your number one? All right, my number one movie is uh, Moonrise Kingdom. Mm. Oh, I yeah, love this movie. It's it's actually like probably in my top three favorite movies of all time. Um, it's it's got the summer camp element. Um, you know, it's it's all like, you know, in, in like a, a coastal town. Um, it's just. I don't know. It nails that summer tone. It came out in summer, and it's just, it's genuinely funny. It's really heartfelt. It's, um, I don't know. I, I think it's by far my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Um, so uh, solid. I haven't seen it. It's just so good. It's just so good. You would have really liked sure it, too. Yeah. I, I was afraid this would actually be at the top of your list because it seems like something you'd really love. Um, uh, but. It's it's just such an incredible movie. It's it's got um, these two young kids uh, run away to with run away together uh, because they're in love, and um, they one of them escapes from Scout's camp, and the Scout Master is played by Edward Norton, mm. and um, the girl's father is, uh, is played by Bill Murray. Um, who's trying to hunt her down. And uh, also involved is uh, Bruce Willis, who plays the only police officer on the island, who's also trying to hunt them down. And I think Frances McDormand plays the girl's mother, too. Um, You might be right about that. I don't remember, to be honest. And Tilda Swinton is also in it. It's just got such an incredible cast. It's crazy how they got, like, such an awesome group of actors all together. And Bill Murray cracks me up in the way that he just is so resigned and doesn't care. Like, <laughs> he's like, he's just such a broken person. Like, his, his wife's, like, clearly cheating on him with, uh, 
<laughs> with, with Bruce Willis's like fat old cop and like Bill Murray just like is just sad and sulking all over the place, but doesn't have the, he's too depressed to like have enough energy to do anything about anything <laughs> that's making him miserable. It reminds just, reminds me of Triple B to be honest. <laughs> Well, if only they'd had Triple B instead of Bill Murray in that movie. It would have been the perfect fit. But, you know, <laughs> perfection doesn't exist. You said so, it was a Wes Anderson um, film, right? Yeah. That makes sense that it's got, like, Tilda Swinton and uh, Bill Murray and Francis McDormand. Because they yeah. always it's go to It's got the movies. classics. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's just so good. I feel like it's he just nails, like, I, I said... So and so has nailed the tone like four times so far. This is great. Yeah, same here. But like, he just like he just does such a good job. I feel like it's funny. It's like poignant, and overall, I think it's one of his most optimistic movies. Like, Ooh. I I feel like his movies in the last few years have just become like a little bit more uh, depressing. <laughs> and I feel like this is his more like this is like him. Uh, at his most optimistic, I feel like, and it's just such a feel-good movie. Did that, I mean, that was after Life Aquatic, right? Yes, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I, I was just distracted because I love that movie so much. Oh, my God. Life Aquatic or Moonrise? Uh, Life Aquatic. I, li- I like them both so much, but yeah. I, I have to say, I, and sorry, I'm just derailing this now, but no, Life Aquatic, the first time I watched it at, like, the, the last scene with, like, you know, the shark just mm-hmm. did not spoil anything else, but I, like cried i was like in awe i don't know like what i was like fuck what so an interesting thing about life aquatic too that actually was my first wes anderson movie i ever watched but um Hmm. uh uh wes anderson writes a lot of his movies with owen wilson but life aquatic he wrote with um noah bombach Hmm. um and you should check out the other there there's one other movie he wrote i think he wrote that and fantastic mr fox with noah bombach gotcha Um, who did, like, Marriage Story and yeah. all of that. Um, <laughs> and I feel like, um, yeah, Noah Baumbach is just, like, one of the best screenwriters of, you know, modern modern film. Um, so, yeah, I, I just wanted to say, like, you can also, like, kind of see a difference in tone depending on who his writing partner is. You know what I just realized? All right, Dan- um, oh. Bill Murray to Wes Anderson is, like, George Clooney to the Coen brothers. <laughs> like, they both play, like, the same type of role. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. So. All right. Danny, Danny, uh, Triple B actually wrote this intro one specifically Please. for you. <laughs> triple B. Uh, excuse me. Triple B. Uh, wow. <coughs> triple B. Not approved. Not approved. Oh, boy. So without yeah, he, the seal he said, of approval from our loving mascot, yeah. um, I, I chose the way, way back. So this is a movie really directed by Jim Rash and Nat Faxon. Um, it is one of the greatest outsider gets accepted into a group type movies that I have ever seen. So it takes place. Um, this kid named Dylan, I believe it's been a while since I've seen it. Um, he goes with his uh, mom and her boyfriend and her and his daughter. The boyfriend is played by Steve Carell and he's just an absolute dick to him. Um, they go to his mm-hmm. summer house. Um, he is super shy and super in his shell and like not confident at all. And he goes to a water park where he meets Sam Rockwell, who owns the water park and helps him kind of become a person and break out and start being more confident in himself and being able to interact with others and just be this 
like hmm. actually a person who can exist because otherwise he's just sort of like hiding and in the shadows and constantly being demeaned by others. Um, I think Sam Rockwell gives one of the best performances I've ever seen of him. And I think he is an incredible actor. I, I view him very highly. I think this might be one of his best movies. Um, Tony Collette's in it as well. She does a great job. There's like a lot of actors in there that you wouldn't expect to see. Like Maya Rudolph shows up. Um, Anna Sophia Robb is in there as the love interest. And it's just, it's so great to watch this kid who's really struggling sort of be accepted by a group of people who are significantly older than him and just want him to have a good time and he just lives at this water park now and, and like really works <laughs> at the water park and just becomes I don't know it's just I keep saying it's like him breaking out but that's really what this movie is it's it's just a shy kid learning to be confident when was this made because I've genuinely 2013 never heard of it, it was one of those films that like won okay. at the Sundance Festival that year so mm, it, it didn't gotcha. get much exposure. I wound up seeing it because I was just looking for movies to rent on iTunes back when I did. And this was one of them. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, like, huh. this seems pretty cool. And I watched it with my parents. And then that same night, I watched it again because of how much I liked it. Like, it was it's just Dang. such a wholesome and great movie. And I view it on, like, my personal top 10 of all time. Yeah, that I, I want to say, like, I have seen that movie. It's really solid. Um, I also want to add the soundtrack's really good. Um, there's a bluegrass band that I'm a really big fan of called uh, Trampled by Turtles, and they do like Hell the main yeah. song for that movie. Yeah. Um, and I think they do some other music too. So like the soundtrack's really good. The acting's incredible. Um, <clears throat> I remember not loving it because it, I, 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 it made me sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a sad but, movie, um, but it, yeah. it's, it's great. It really hits you in the feels. It's, it's, a, it's a really, really well-made movie. It's, it's really good. Um, and any issue I have with it is completely subjective because it made me sad. <laughs> I'm also shocked at just realizing that Jim Rash wrote and directed it with Nat Faxon. I didn't know that was the case until I started doing some more research on it. Yeah. Th- so is are they writing partners? Because I know Jim Rash has a writing partner. It might be. That, like, I, I haven't done yeah. enough research to know, but... Yeah, I think they do a lot of movies together. Yeah. Uh, th- yeah. I'm also a huge fan uh, of I these. didn't realize that they did. Sorry, it, I'm also a huge fan of these, like, Sundance films that kind of come out of nowhere but have, like, stellar cast and writers and directors to them because they always go, like, under the media radar in terms of, like, big movie advertising and promotions, but these are the ones that are worth watching. So, mm. anyway. Um, yeah, I'll have to yeah, give it a look. I, I think that's, that's all that we're really going to do for this episode. We just want to give some summer recommendations so that now that it's getting warm you have something you can go check out and watch um uh, hopefully if you like this type of format like we'll keep doing it i've got some other ideas for uh top five recommendation lists we can do we'll probably be putting these out like every other week as often as we can um but as always we'll probably have a a triple b uh, only episode right danny a triple b only episode i'm sure that would never happen (laughs) sorry Uh, you were saying my name is danny Oh, sorry. For some reason, I thought you were going to do it, Samson. You looked, you looked like you were about to speak in, in your little video window, but I, I'm Sean. I'm Samson. And this has been Board and Browsing, one of our recommendation episodes. Thanks so much for watching and listening, and uh, we'll see you all next time. Bye!